When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you're a 415er, 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Back again with another episode of the 415ers podcast. Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy coming at you three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Odyssey Podcast Network, anywhere you download your podcast from in cooperation with 95.7 The Game. And Mark, I am pretty pumped for this episode here today because we got a lot to talk about with the San Francisco 49ers, namely the quarterbacks, namely the head coach, and even despite coming off a loss that, or a win, I should say, that gets you back to 500, you're now 1-1 one one heading into week three, a Sunday night till with the Denver Broncos. There's a little sort of eerie feeling in the air in Santa Clara as well as around the 415 because of what's going on with Kyle Shanahan and his quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really strange situation because you mentioned kind of a slip of the tongue. You say coming off of a loss, it almost feels that way. I mean, the team absolutely dominated the Seahawks. They they won by 20 points, one of the largest margins of victories that the Niners have ever had in this series, going back to into the 80s. Um, but no one is talking about actually really what happened on the field uh, in, in terms of the final score because of what happened late in that first quarter when Trey Lance went down with an injury. He had successful surgery uh, on Monday. Uh, he'll likely, it, it seems very likely, miss the whole season, although there are some reports coming out that suggest maybe he'll be fully healed in 11 to 12 weeks. But uh, obviously, you have no clue how this injury is is going to, to react and recover and how the rehab process is going to go. But yes, they're coming off of a win. Um, you know, you're one and one. You have a huge game coming up against Denver, and, and we'll talk more about that in a future episode. Uh, but no one's talking about the win just because this quarterback situation is so unheard of. I mean, it was unheard of a couple of weeks ago before the season started, and now that you have a season-ending injury, it just takes another strange turn, uh, and it's you know quickly becoming the most unique quarterback team situation perhaps in NFL history. It's It's strange. Yeah, apologies there. A bit of a Freudian slip, I guess you could say, on the <laughs> loss for San Francisco because they lose their QB1 in Trey Lance. And yet, as you so aptly put in our first pod on that dropped on Monday, 
the Super Bowl odds actually got better for the 49ers, yeah. which is something that is absolutely unbelievable. And that's that's pretty much where I want to start, which is first, are the San Francisco 49ers now closer to, we'll begin first with the postseason, because it seemed like when Jimmy Garoppolo came into the game, obviously was not intending to in the first quarter, 233 left. Trey Lance goes up the gun on a second and eight gets rolled up on breaks his ankle. As you mentioned, he got his surgery on Monday. All signs appear, at least according to Kyle Shanahan, he said he would assume that Trey Lance will be ready by the beginning of 2023. If not sooner, various reports out there that we don't want to pontificate on. But as far as the 49ers chances to make the postseason in a weird way, I didn't feel necessarily confident with Trey Lance as the quarterback, of course, having seen one and not even a quarter games in for the 49ers. I didn't feel supremely confident that they would make the playoffs. But now with Jimmy Garoppolo back under center, I almost feel like you can pencil in 10 wins and put them in the first round. I don't know about you, Mark, but that's the way I feel. I I think it, it does kind of feel that way. I, I'm with you. This team is probably closer to the playoffs than if Trey Lance was the starter for for the whole season, or even if he just wasn't hurt at this point and the rest of the season was at worst a question for him. Um, I'm not so sure about maybe what that means for the postseason because I think there's a very realistic chance that if Trey Lance was playing a whole season, you know, he he played 17 games in a regular season, I think it's very likely you would have seen some pretty steady growth from him in his first season, his first full season as a player in the NFL. And then who knows what that quarterback might look like when the postseason comes around. There's a chance that he just picks things up and, you know, he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league once the postseason rolls around. I'm not saying that that's what I was expecting, but it's a possibility. With Jimmy, you have a proven guy who you know his limitations. You kind of know what to expect, which is why I agree that the postseason is likely because if Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy, you know, the past tells you that this is probably a team that's going to win more than half of their games. And in the NFC right now, uh, that likely suggests you're going to make the postseason. Uh, again, I'm not sure what that means for the playoffs and if they can win road playoff games like they did last year. But I, I would agree that. With this injury, as strange as it is to say, with the backup quarterback now playing, this team is more likely to make the postseason. And I think the team probably agrees. I mean, Sunday evening, there was a report from Mike Silver of the San Francisco Chronicle saying that there are whispers around the team, whether it was the front office, the players, anyone saying this sucks for Trey, but but this team is probably better and more equipped to win now with the injury because... Jimmy Garoppolo's a more proven commodity, which is absolutely nuts to say. Yeah, and that's why I was walking around uh, Battery Street down here in downtown San Francisco, bumped into a, a San Francisco 49ers fan who was actually at the game on Sunday. And he said when Jimmy Garoppolo came into the game, despite, you know, obviously everyone feeling sort of feeling these complicated emotions because Trey was getting carted off. He's in the air cast. This 22-year-old you feel so sorry for has a season most likely cut short. And But Jimmy G comes into the game, and he said it was it was like someone just put like a warm 
blanket over you kind of like I, I don't want to call it a heavy blanket because to me mark i don't know about you but that is that is my a plus of blankets it was more like like an udi like you know kind of like a robe like something you can put on and take off but it, like an udi blanket that's basically what jimmy garoppolo is for the 49ers because he masks so many of the you know early season immediate deficiencies in the offense that we saw from Trey Lance. But of course the projection of where Trey Lance was going to be after game 17 is why I think, and I'm with you why the playoffs, once you get there are more of a question mark than they were before. And so that's why I absolutely believe. And, you know, if you want to battle back, feel free, but I feel like right now where the San Francisco 49ers are at, they are closer to making the playoffs but they are further from achieving the ultimate goal, which is to win a Super Bowl. Because if you take a look at Jimmy Garoppolo's playoff resume, he has not yet been able to go head-to-head with a quarterback that you can definitively say he was better than in a game. The Niners have gotten to the Super Bowl. They have gotten to the conference championship. They have been the better team in individual games than their opponents. But Jimmy Garoppolo himself has not been a better quarterback than... I mean, if you lay out the four and two record that he has, you can make the argument that he has not been the best quarterback in any of those games. And so to me, if you're Kyle Shanahan, this is probably the reason why they went out and spent all the draft capital to get to get Trey Lance. You are going out to get a quarterback that can at one point when your defense maybe doesn't have a good game. Maybe you get a pump block. You miss a kick. You need your quarterback to be better than the guy on the other sideline. And right now they don't have that guy who was supposed to be Trey Lance. And so I feel like they are closer to the playoffs and yet they are further from the Super Bowl. So generally you're saying they have uh like a, a safer win total. Like the the odds of them reaching 10 wins is higher, but the 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 variance isn't there. This isn't going to be an elite elite team because you're kind of capped by what your quarterback can do, but at the same time the floor is is relatively high considering the talent around him and the fact that he is a guy that is at least going to manage the game and, and keep you in most games. That's how I feel is the ceiling of Garoppolo. I think most people would tell you is like he can get you to the playoffs. He can obviously win you games. But when it comes down to a fourth quarter where you need a score, where you need to get yards, you need to get the win. He in all likelihood is not going to be that guy. Now we don't know if Trey Lance is, but with his you know projected skill set by the end of this season he was supposed to at least be be in a place where you could see okay, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe it's not this year, maybe it's not next year, but down the line this could be a guy that could, you know, with some playoff experience under him be able to one day, you know, Pencil or not pencil in, but but project him to be a Super Bowl caliber winning quarterback because based on what we've seen so far, Jimmy Garoppolo can get you to you know the the precipice, right? But you can't he can't get you over the top. That's what a lot of people have made Jimmy Garoppolo out to be. And so with the win now team in the Niners, with a, a top five defense, with what was supposed to be a great running game before Elijah Mitchell went down, which, which is supposed to still be, you know, a, a solid running game under Kyle Shanahan. I, I felt like the variable of Trey Lance is the floor could be six wins maybe this year. It also could have been 12, but I feel very safe saying that San Francisco four netters now will be in the playoff mix because of how weak 
the NFC is, as well as what I know Jimmy Garoppolo can do. I know his limitations, but I also know how far he can take them. I would say I think I think the one thing I would fire back on is while I, I, I do follow the logic, I mean, this is still a quarterback and you know, you know, I think I gotta preface all this by saying I'm I'm not the the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo fan. He's he's a solid NFL quarterback. He's he's never been and he'll never be a top ten quarterback in the league. He's probably right around middle of the pack, 13, 14, 15th best quarterback. Maybe a, a little better than that on on his best days, but he's not pushing top ten. And you know, maybe for those five games in 2017, you could make a case. But for what we've seen from him the last handful of years, I don't think you can make that case. But with all that said, I think you still have to realize this is a guy that was one play away from winning the Super Bowl against perhaps the greatest quarterback of this generation or of the next generation, the next 10 years in Patrick Mahomes. And he was a dropped interception by Jaquaski Tardaway for making another Super Bowl just last year. Um, you could also say he didn't play particularly well in those games. And I think that's part of the reason why you're saying the Super Bowl odds probably less likely um, with, with well, and, and all, he was also the same quarterback that was a blocked punt touchdown away from losing at Green Bay. He was also 17 points away from losing, losing in the season finale to the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, very good points, which is why, which is what makes this Jimmy Garoppolo conversation so strange because you, you say one bad thing about Jimmy Garoppolo and all the Garoppolo fans will come out and say, well, he's won 70% of the games he's ever started. Obviously, he's a winner. And clearly, there's something to that. It's hard to exactly quantify what it is because when you're watching him play games, most of the times you're not really all that impressed. I mean, he makes some good throws. He did on Sunday against Seattle, a couple of really nice throws to the sideline, some nice timing routes. He hit Brandon Ayuk down the field on the sideline, which is something we rarely see perfectly in the breadbasket. Ayuk happened to drop it. You know, you look just in the box score and you're going to count that against Garoppolo as an incompletion, but it was a perfect throw. But still, the eye test does not favor Jimmy Garoppolo, but the results do, which is what makes this Jimmy Garoppolo experience so strange and at times so confusing and infuriating for 49ers fans because you would you you, you think to yourself, if this guy was just a little bit better you could win 80% of your games with him. You could win a Super Bowl. You could potentially have won two Super Bowls already. But he's clearly better better than replacement level, and he's better than the third overall pick from the 2021 NFL Draft at this moment. The team certainly feels that way. Uh, I think most people feel that way. Uh, the team absolutely loves him, which is obvious. Uh, the team is clearly broken up about Trey Lance's injury, but they are ecstatic that Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback again. Uh, it's, it's a strange experience, and that's what these last few years have been with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's been strange, but it's been effective, and it's nearly worked to the tune of almost two Super Bowls. It has ultimately resulted in none, uh, and now we're right back again with another season as, as him as the starter, and I wouldn't be shocked if he gets another couple of postseason wins under his belt because that's just what this guy does, despite the fact that he never really looks all that impressive. 
This is the 415ers podcast coming at you three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Odyssey Podcast Network in cooperation with 95.7 The Game. I am Evan Giddings. That is Mark Grandy on Twitter at egiddings10. For Mark, that is at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. So it sounds like to me, Mark, you do think, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you do think the 49ers are both closer to the playoffs as well as the Super Bowl this season with Jimmy G at the helm as opposed to Trey Lance. I I would agree with that. Um, I I wasn't so sure when the season started um, and still five quarters is, is not really much to, to judge this guy off of, but I think more so thinking through what Kyle Shanahan is telling you via his play calling. I would imagine that Shanahan personally feels that way as well. And I'll, I'll trust Shanahan in these matters that Jimmy Garoppolo is currently the better quarterback. But I think something interesting that you said is specific to this year. This team is closer to the playoffs and closer to winning a Super Bowl this year. I I agree. But what happens next year in 2023? What happens the following year in 2024? Because Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent after this season. Trey Lance next year likely going to be the starting quarterback you you would think that at least that's the 49ers plan I guess it depends on what Jimmy does this year I feel like the one thing we learned this offseason is that we don't know anything <laughs> we have no clue but <laughs> but I, I think it, it makes this year that much more important because of all the questions that come the following year I think this is something that I wanted to make sure we touched on in this episode because I think the window has gotten quite a bit narrower. The 49ers made the move to trade up in the 2021 NFL draft to select a quarterback. In theory, it didn't really matter who the quarterback was. It could have been Trey Lance. It could have been Mac Jones. It could have been Justin Fields. It could have been Zach Wilson if the Jets passed on him and selected someone else. The theory was trade up, get a quarterback. You have a quarterback on a rookie deal for four years while you have all these other massive contracts. George Kittle, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, who just got paid, Nick Bosa, who will get paid soon, Fred Warner, there are a few others. And it's it's the Patrick Mahomes model. When the Chiefs won a Super Bowl, had so much success, partly because they were able to load up other parts of their roster while their star quarterback was on a rookie deal. The 49ers will be entering the third of four years with Trey Lance under a rookie contract with him having started four games at the NFL level. For all intents and purposes, he's entering his third year, the second to last year of his rookie deal, as a rookie. That makes this coming se- this season, not this coming season, this season, 2022, all that more important because who knows what Trey Lance will look like in his third year on his contract, his really first year as a starter. Who knows what he will look like in his second year as a starter, in his final year on a rookie contract. The 49ers window has shrunk, and they need to capitalize this year. I see where you're coming from, and it makes sense, but I don't know if the window has necessarily shrunk to me. And the reason being... Number one, if Trey Lance is is not the, the Super Bowl caliber quarterback that 49ers fans expect him to be, 
then it really really doesn't matter if it comes in in his rookie deal or the one beyond. The second reason being, if Trey Lance is not ready in his first season to lead the 49ers to a Super Bowl, I think it's kind of unfair to expect him to do that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns his first full season in the NFL and lost in the conference championship game. Won it the next year, obviously. So, you know, based on, quote unquote, the Patrick Mahomes model, it would be that second season, which, according to your your math, would then be his fourth year, the final deal, final year of his rookie deal. If he comes up short in those two seasons as the full time starter, we're just hypothetically putting him in. To me, it deflates his value which almost in a weird way would help the rest of your roster because one of the reasons that a lot of teams have tried to you know, use the rookie quarterback contract as the model, you spend elsewhere. Obviously, the Legion of Boom did it with Russell Wilson. You talked about Patrick Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's easier to pay big contracts like the 49ers have done around the quarterback if you're on a rookie deal. But that's also assuming that Trey Lance is going to be a Russell Wilson, a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, a guy that's going to command upwards of $300 million or a quarter of a billion dollars. Well, if he doesn't show he's worth that much money, then maybe he's not making 30 or 40 a year. Maybe he's making Jimmy money. Maybe he's making 20 or 25. And that allows you to then spend the rest of that money that could have been Trey Lance's around the rest of the team. Obviously, it's going to be a massive pay increase from whatever Trey Lance is making now to his second deal. He's going to big, get a big pay bump, and I'd imagine he's going to want you know, incentives based on how, I don't know, Kyle Shanahan may or may not use him in the future. But to me, his value will not increase so largely enough that you can basically say goodbye to, I don't know, I mean, Trent Williams or, or George Kittle or uh, Nick Bosa or, or Debo, all the guys that you named. Unless, of course, the 49ers decide that they want to move off those guys anyway. So I do not necessarily think the window has shrunk. I think you just need to be a little more creative with the money as far as how you divert it. And how the 49ers have shown themselves to be able to spread things around to the most important positions. And trusting them, I think, is a little bit easier than other places just because they've shown the contracts that they've given, the big money and the big dollars that they've handed out. They've been to the right guys, at least so far. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I still think when when you think about the Niners' whole plan, what was their master plan in 2021 when they traded up with the Miami Dolphins? They they gave them three first round picks, including that one later uh, in that same first round in 2021 to move all the way up to three. What was the plan? And it was one to get a quarterback that that isn't injury prone. Um, and it was two to get a cheaper quarterback to capitalize on all of the talent on the roster right now. And I mean, you, you look through the roster at the moment. I mean, Trent Williams and Fred Warner, their contract expires in 2027. Uh, George Kittle, Debo Samuel in 2026. That's the same year that, that Trey Lance's is up Charvarius Ward and, and uh, Eric Armstead in 2025, uh, Brandon Ayuk is also there at 2025. So they have guys under contract for, you know, a, a few more years and even a number that are beyond Trey Lance's current contract. So it's not like at the end of Trey Lance's fourth year, the last year on his rookie deal, this team is suddenly going to be devoid of 
total talent. And obviously, if people leave, you know, there'll be more drafts and, and more opportunities to sign other players. But just purely looking at how the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch constructed this whole thing 18 months ago before the draft in 2021, the plan was let's get a quarterback so we can capitalize when he's relatively cheap and let's get a guy that will stay healthy. And to this point, they have not done either of those things. And it does not look like those odds are getting better at this moment. So all I'm saying is I think the odds have dropped in them ultimately, you know, paying off this bet that they made with themselves back in, in what April of 2021. And if things continue down this road, it's going to be complete disaster. If, if, because this is not even mentioning the fact that Trey Lance could just not be an NFL quarterback. We're not going to know for another year. Uh, But still, I mean, at this point, you can't be confident that, you know, the bet that they, that they laid way back when, is going to come to fruition because to this point, the two main things that they set out to do compete in the next four years with a, with a cheap quarterback and with a quarterback that stays healthy. Those are both not, not even close to being checked yet. No, but I do think it comes down then to, okay, well, how are you going to replenish your talent pool? And that's really more where my concern is with the 49ers and specifically with Kyle Shanahan. It's that, at least to this point, he has not demonstrated that he has you know, been able to find talent and then develop it. At least, you know, to an, like I'm looking at a lot of these most recent drafts, and he, he's found some gems, no doubt about it. Elijah Mitchell was a great, great pickup last year in the sixth round, but that's because you up until I mean your second round pick didn't play last year. You cut your third round pick earlier this offseason, and this year, you seem to have some some good talent. Drake Jackson, obviously, could be a big plus on the defensive line. So, And they found late-round picks before. That, to me, is it, it just means, I guess, you need to be better. You need to be better in the draft. There's more, there's more consequences for you not hitting on those picks if you're going to be paying big dollars outside because you're going to have to find cheaper options, right? It, you know, if you can't find the cheap quarterback, well, maybe you got to find, you know, a, a slew of cheap running backs with Kyle Shanahan has demonstrated. He, he can, you know, create a running back. He has, he hasn't shown he can create a quarterback. And so I, I don't necessarily know if I buy that the window is, is ultimately shorter just because you, you kind of push Trey Lance's, you know, start a year back. I mean, some people I've seen make the argument that this almost saved Trey Lance in a way, because from what, from what the play calling told us, if he was going to run him like that, basically run him like rookie year, Lamar Jackson, well, then maybe Trey Lance wasn't ready to be the passer that we all thought he was going to be. So maybe in a way Trey Lance was, was saved by, you know, an, an untimely injury. But then, I mean, the question is, how is he going to get ready? Because, I mean, there is a lot of people, and I, I included myself on this last year, and, and maybe con- considering what the team did in the playoffs, I ultimately was was proven wrong, and this was a silly take. But I, I was on the bandwagon last year of, you know, you might as well just let Trey Lance play. He's probably not ready right now, and, and clearly, based on what we now know, he would not have been ready last year, at least not to be expected to come in and win games. 
But at some point, you need to play the guy, one, to see what you have, and two, to if he's not ready yet, to get him ready. I mean, how much can a quarterback improve and become ready by sitting out? And especially now when he's not going to be able to be on his foot for a while. I mean, if he's not ready and you are trying to compete for a championship, you have a legitimate you legitimately believe that you can win a Super Bowl this year. Sure, don't play him. But at some point, you have to see what you have, and you have to let him develop. I mean, are we just going to keep pushing him off for three, four more years until there's no other option at quarterback? I mean, at some point, he's got to play. Well, the flip side of this, that is maybe you see something, and he's not ready, and then – you say, well, why the hell do we pick him in the first place? Why do we spend multiple first-round picks to go get this guy? I, I and, think that's ultimately where we're headed towards is what it seems I think to so, me. too. I, and I, I do think Kyle Shanahan is trying to create these different trap doors for himself to say to be able to potentially survive not hitting on Trey Lance because a lot of people feel like that is a borderline fireable offense for you to spend that much capital to go get Go up and get a guy, not even get a guy. I mean, we, we've sort of been able to connect the dots and figure out, at least I think, that Shanahan was trading up for the option, the option to select the third best quarterback in the draft. He was not trading up specifically for Trey Lance. And then, you know, obviously the pandemic has a lot to do with that, but he did not have Trey Lance penciled in as his guy from the get go. So then it's like, all right, well, why do we go get him in the first place? A lot of people will be calling for your head. And now Kyle is is sort of trying to, I think, figure out, okay, what's next for me if Trey Lance doesn't work? See, this is interesting to me because I always thought once the 49ers, you know, Shanahan and Lynch decided to do this, decided to trade up to number three overall, take, as you mentioned, the third best quarterback, whoever it is. It, I can't shake the feeling that this was, I mean, a gigantic risk, of course, just football wise, because you never know who you might hit on, but specifically for Shanahan and Lynch, because if they traded all this future capital for a quarterback who turned out to be bad, not starting caliber in the NFL, Shanahan and Lynch could be out of a job, but I'm not saying that would be the right decision because I'm not sure who's better specifically than Shanahan as a head coach in the NFL that they could get. And and who knows what that might look like in a couple of years. But it looks to me like if, 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 if Trey Lance, excuse me, struggles, Kyle Shanahan's seat becomes quite a bit warmer. He's got to wear that. That's on him. I mean, this is his guy. He handpicked him. And so in my opinion, if I was in Kyle Shanahan's shoes and I was scared that my young quarterback who my job might be resting on isn't ready, I would not play him. I want to keep my job as long as I possibly can. If I'm scared that he's going to go out there and not play well and therefore make me look bad, you know what I'm doing? I'm not giving him that opportunity to make me look bad. I'm sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo, who I've had a lot of success with despite the fact that it has been frustrating a lot of the time, because I want to save my job. I don't want to lose my job. If I am that scared and I'm that convinced that Trey Lance isn't ready yet, why am I playing him? Well, I think we saw that a little bit with the play calling 
at least when Trey Lance has been in, not necessarily trying to protect uh, Trey Lance, but I mean, because we saw him get hurt, but protect Kyle. I mean, protect his inability to develop him into what people were hoping to see, which is him airing it out in the preseason or what we've heard about his big arm and being able to stretch the field and throw outside the numbers and all the things that the last quarterback, now the current quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers could not do. So it, it'll be very interesting and it's, it's going to be fascinating really to, to pay, pay attention to this. And as the, as the 49ers move along this year, I do want to reset here, remind everyone, of course, that this is the 415ers podcast that you can catch three times a week on the Odyssey Podcast Network in cooperation with 95.7 The Game. And this leads me to my next point, Mark. Well, next question, I should say. Going off of all that, that's exactly why I feel like this season is now more of a must-win than it was before Trey Lance got hurt. Because we've discussed how there's a lot, obviously, writing on the relationship between Shanahan and Lance and everything that went behind that. But now, if you're Kyle Shanahan and you do not make the playoffs this year, not only is that seat warm, it might be it might be boiling. I mean, people are going to be very angry if the 49ers somehow do not make the playoffs this year. I would, I would certainly be one of them. And now you don't even have the excuse of trying to develop your next quarterback. You're going back. You're basically running it back from last season. People are expecting you to be in contention for where you were last year, which is a 10-point lead away from going to the Super Bowl. Now people expect the 49ers to win, and I would argue more so than they did before the start of the season when Trey Lance was QB1. I think you're probably right that expectations are up, um, at least realistic expectations. I think there's a large portion of the fan base that – you know, just so excited by the potential of what Trey Lance, a young quarterback, could do that they think, well, this guy, he's got to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo, so it's Super Bowl or bust. But I think realistically, based on what we know for certain, I would agree. But what's really interesting to me is while if if the 49ers struggle and they miss the playoffs, as you laid out, obviously that's bad for Kyle Shanahan. He, he has to, you know, deal with, uh, you know, the negatives that, that come with that if, if you don't make the playoffs. But what's really interesting is the fact that this season, the way everything has happened, the, the crazy summer that Jimmy Garoppolo had, uh, the fact that he returned after shoulder surgery and, and no other team wanted him, the fact that Kyle Shanahan from the moment that the the final whistle blew in the NFC championship game loss to the Rams has said Trey Lance is our starting starting quarterback. He is our guy. He's the starter for 2022 and beyond. Nothing has gone to plan for Kyle Shanahan after that NFC championship game loss. Absolutely nothing. He expected Jimmy Garoppolo to be traded. It did not happen. He expected Trey Lance to be ready to play based on his play calling. It seemed like that did not happen. He lucked out that Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster. You have to credit him for at least being open enough to change his mind, go back on what he previously thought and keep him on, but don't get it twisted. The only reason that Jimmy Garoppolo is on this roster is because no one else wanted him before they saw what his shoulder looked like post-surgery 
And then they were so convinced that the Niners were going to cut him that they did not give the Niners any actual real trade because they were convinced that they could get him for free once the Niners cut him. Credit Shanahan for calling their bluff and saying, you know what, I'm going to keep him. Like, you you snooze, you lose. He's, he's ours anyway. But my point is, taking a while to get to it, my point is this season has not gone to plan. It was never in Kyle Shanahan's plan to have Jimmy Garoppolo start games for the 49ers this year. So for every game that Jimmy Garoppolo wins as the Niners starting quarterback, it is hard to credit Kyle Shanahan because this is not his plan. See, but, and I, I, I don't, I don't think necessarily you're wrong, but I can also see the logic of, well, Kyle's just turned this hand into an, an advantageous one. I mean, and, and this is why I, I personally think Jimmy's on the roster. The injury has everything to do with it. Teams not being able to watch him throw, not knowing what he's going to be, not being willing to make the gamble for a guy that costs umpteen million dollars and you know exactly what you're getting before he had shoulder surgery. But I honestly believe that Shanahan and Lynch and the 49ers see Jimmy Garoppolo as very valuable to them, valuable in the way that he could step in as a starter immediately and take you on to victory, have the offense not skip a beat like he did on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. And so to them, that's worth a first or a second round pick because he has value to the 49ers in a way that he does not have value to any other team in the league. And so if you're getting calls and you're getting trade offers that involve sixth round pick, seventh round pick, draft swaps, compensation, you're like... No, no, I'm I'm not I'm not <laughs> listening to those because he is worth a second round pick to me. He is worth, you know, a first, second, third, whatever you want to call it. He is worth a, a higher value to the 49ers than he is to any other team. And so I I can honestly make you know, you can make the argument that Kyle's just saying, okay, well, I know what I think he's worth. You got to meet that. If not, we're just gonna run this thing back and try and figure it out. And so far. Like if this does work and the Niners get to where they did last year in the conference championship, I think there's going to be a lot of people that will give Kyle Shanahan credit. And there are currently people that are giving him credit now in NS in NFL circles, maybe not fans, maybe not some critics, maybe not some players, but there are people that are absolutely saying that the 49ers had the quote unquote foresight to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back in case a situation like this happened. I, I can understand that. And it, it it makes sense. Like Kyle Shanahan was given, I'm not, I wouldn't say it was a, a bad hand. I mean, I, I think he was given a good hand. I, no one wanted a quarterback who he has won with and done a lot with. Clearly he didn't think Jimmy Garoppolo was good enough to win it all with. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done what he did. And maybe the reason why he thinks that has nothing to do with the football player he is and solely has to do with his injury history. That's possible. Regardless of what it is specifically, though, Kyle Shanahan, based on his actions, is telling you, I don't think I can win with Jimmy Garoppolo as my starting quarterback. But still, still, he he realizes that Jimmy Garoppolo has value. And when I think no one... I think he knows that there's value Shanahan there's value in knowing 
that I can get to the playoffs. Yes, true. True, but what, what I'm trying to say is I don't like the people saying, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but I, I've seen this out there, the people saying that while Shanahan was dealt a bad hand with this Garoppolo situation and he made the most of it. I don't think that's true at all because he's the one that started this whole situation. And I, I'd agree. I agreed with him. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough to be relied upon, you know, strong enough arm can stretch the field enough. Isn't very mobile. And then his injury history, you should trade up, get a quarterback. Maybe the problem is they chose the wrong quarterback. Who knows? But the point is Kyle Shanahan made that decision Wanted to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo for two second round picks is what the rumor was originally and go into the season with Trey Lance. No one else wanted to meet, as you mentioned, the Niners, you know, asking price for Jimmy Garoppolo. So what did Kyle Shanahan do? He said, well, all right, no one wants to trade for him. I'll talk to Jimmy Garoppolo. If he wants to take way less money, then why not have him? I mean, you'd rather have some decent uh, you know, backup quarterback than than a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant in Brock Purdy. I think that's a great hand to have. No one wanted a quarterback who you've had a lot of success with and who you, I will credit him, at least had the ability to recognize would be better to have him on your roster than not if money were not an issue. I credit him for that. But the idea that this was some bad hand that he turned into something fantastic, uh, I think is wrong because Kyle Shanahan was dealt a pretty good hand in, in this situation. The fact that no one else wanted a quarterback that he had success with him saying, yeah, I, why not keep him around? I don't think that's some miraculous play by him. It's just logical. So then do you think the 49ers this Sunday against the Broncos, we're going to dive deeper in this into our next episode, dropping on Friday on the Odyssey podcast network. But do you think then this 49ers team is going to look pretty much exactly as it did last season when granted they kind of snuck into the playoffs, but they almost ran the table and got to the Super Bowl. I mean, do you expect things to look exactly the way they did last year? I think the defense is better. I think the offense for the most part will look pretty much the same. The offensive line, obviously question coming into the season. I thought they looked really good uh, against the Seahawks. And that, that isn't the most intimidating defensive front. And, the team hasn't faced, you know, the largest competition so far this year in the Bears and the Seahawks, but I can't see any reason why the team wouldn't look similar to last year. And you're right, they did struggle for long stretches. There were rumors, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's got to be benched, you know, turn it over to Trey Lance, the rookie who we know nothing about at this point. Um, but still, they were one dropped interception away from, from the Super Bowl. So uh, to answer your question, yes, I think they should look largely pretty similar. Of course, a lot of that depends on health and George Kittle getting back and who knows what the run game is going to look like. I'm not too worried about that because Shanahan has proven time and time again that he'll make the run game work. Doesn't matter who's carrying the ball. Uh, but yes, I think the team should look relatively similar to last year, which is going to be frustrating at times because <laughs> it was frustrating at times last year, but it was also relatively successful because again, they were almost made the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just as a risk-averse individual, I, I feel like there's value in the comfort of knowing, as opposed to, all right, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't really have you know anything I can go off of, but all I know is that you know Jimmy's here, and Trey could be way up here, or he could be down beneath the dirt, 
but we're just going to go to that and we're going to roll with it and it's going to be great or it's going to be terrible, but it's not going to be, you know, mediocre or above average or whatever, you know, people want to say about Jimmy Garoppolo. But, 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 but like, I mean, that's interesting because you could, you could be way up here. You could be way down here with, with Trey Lance or any young quarterback versus somewhere in the middle for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, but but also being in the middle is a top four team. Like you were in the conference championship last year. You were in the final four. So but if you that were is also the middle, you were also a seventeen point comeback away from not even making the playoffs. Yeah, no, I just had to beat myself up on that one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's interesting because on one hand, I feel like you can make the case that Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, you made this case earlier in the, in in the pod, Evan. Oh, uh, did I? <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl. So if you truly believe that, which is what I think Shanahan believes, why not take a risk for something that could end up being worse, but could also end up getting you a Super Bowl? I mean, I guess the argument ultimately rests on how much you value a playoff appearance, maybe one playoff win. Like, is is getting one playoff win worth the risk of potentially not making the playoffs, maybe winning six games one year. I don't know what the answer is to that, but I think that's ultimately where the debate is. Well, that's the question I think we're going to start with on our next episode, Mark, because (laughs) we've almost taken this thing 12 rounds here on the 415ers podcast, Evan Giddings, Mark Granny. That's where I want to pick up next time when we come back. Again, we'll be dropping episodes Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on the Odyssey Podcast Network in cooperation with 95.7 The Game. Obviously, a lot to talk about next time as far as looking to the Sunday night football game with the Denver Broncos. There's going to be some injury updates, of course, throughout this week. George Kittle potentially with a chance to play for the first time this season. Obviously, they won't have their QB1, but they will have a QB1-esque quarterback under center in Jimmy Garoppolo. So a lot to talk about as we move ahead. Mark, I appreciate you sitting down with me as always. I look forward to next time. Yep, same to you, Evan. Let's go. All right, we'll be talking to you next time. This has been the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Podcast Network. 